When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Passive Income Group 360, the podcast for new and upcoming entrepreneurs who are ready to stop living from paycheck to paycheck and finally achieve real financial freedom. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. I've been a solo attorney for 20 years, but in 2019, I began my search for the best sources of passive income. Now, each and every Friday, I share with you everything I've learned along the way. No fake gurus, no flashy Lambos, just real information that you can use today. So what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Passive Income Group 360, the podcast. This is your host, Lisa Michelle. If it's your first time here, welcome. Thank you for listening. And if you've been here before, welcome back as usual. And I appreciate you coming back. So today I'd like to talk to you about Etsy. So if you are new to Etsy or if you are currently selling on Etsy and you're just not getting the sales that you think you should be getting, hopefully these tips will help you get more traffic to your shop and get more sales. So I'm going to share with you 10 ways that you can get more sales or get your first sale on Etsy. So first thing to do is to select a product that is low competition but high value or something that's um, in in high demand where there's lower competition. So if you wanted to sell uh, some type of handmade soap, you cannot just list your soap as, you know, handmade soap or handmade, you know, rose water scented soap because there's so much competition on there for handmade soap that you may be buried in the search results. Actually, rose water soap may not be so saturated, but if you just put in handmade soap, the term is too broad. So in order for people to actually be able to um, find you and where you can stand out because you're in a smaller category, you want to actually narrow your title. So if you did put in rose water handmade soap, maybe that would, you know, kind of niche you down far enough where people will actually be able to find your shop. Or if you used all natural products, or if you've got some type of uh, vegan or cruelty-free, eco-friendly handmade soap, you'd want to do something like that. So, you know, just so when people search for your product, they're not receiving 10,000 results. So in order to find out um, how you can actually niche down your product, the first thing I would do is go into Etsy and go on the search bar and start typing in handmade soap and then kind of see what auto populates. So if someone has gone to Etsy before and if they've searched for your term before, that term will auto populate in the search bar. So if you type in rose water scented, you can see what comes up. If soap comes up and you know someone's looked for that before. 
and you can just enter it in and then see how many results you get. Or you can type in handmade soap and then see what auto-populates after that. And maybe there's a term there that relates to your product that you can use that'll just help you get fewer results. So just keep trying that with different terms, um, different ways to describe your product until you find something that brings up a smaller universe of results. If you can find something that gives you you know, 200 results, 150 results, something like that, then you know it's way easier for you to stand out in that search. And if you, you know, list enough items, you can possibly dominate in that search term. So just take a look at that. Now, if you put in a search term and let's say you only get 10 results, you know, you know, you can look and see how the products on that page are selling. And you should do that anyway, look and see how the products in that category are actually selling to see, you know, how many people are not only searching for your item, but how many people are actually buying that item? Because you don't want it to be in such low demand that you, you're dominating the, the category, but no one's buying that type of stuff. So you want to look and see, you know, what other people are um, or how the shops are doing in that category. So if you see other listings where there are a lot of reviews or if you see um, if you're selling a physical product and someone's selling something similar, and you can see that there are maybe five, eight, ten people that have that item in their cart. And you know that that's something that might be in demand. You can also check with sites like Google Trends and put in your product and just see if anyone's searching for that product on Google. That's a good indication that there's some type of interest or demand. And you can also check Pinterest. So put in your search term in Pinterest and then just see if you see pins that pop up, you know, that are featuring a product similar to yours, just to gauge whether or not there's actually any interest out there. Okay. So that's the first thing is offer a product that's in demand, but with lower competition. The second tip would be to pay attention to your tags. This is a big thing with Etsy and their search algorithm is tagging items properly. So you want to make sure that your title and your tags match to a certain extent. Um, your title, of course, you want to actually describe what it is you're selling. And you want your, so if you're not familiar with Etsy, they allow you to give your um, product a title, um, a description. You can give it certain attributes. You can say whether or not, you know, um, if it's a printable, you can say what color it is or what, dimension it is. Uh, if you're selling a physical product, you can, let's say you're selling t-shirts, you can say whether or not it's a short sleeve t-shirt. And, you know, you can just give your product a little bit more of a description using the categories and attributes that they um, provide. Not They don't always fit because, for example, there is something that will ask you, what occasion is this fo item for? And if you're selling T-shirts, there may not be an occasion for it because they don't mean what occasion can it be used for. They want to know what's what's the occasion that you're actually using that product for. For example, if you're selling a T-shirt for retirees, something funny about, you know, I'm retired, you're not, something like that, you wouldn't put retirement as the occasion because even though you're giving the T-shirt to someone that could wear it because, you know, 
they're retiring. What they mean, what they mean is, you know, for people who are selling bridal invitations, the occasion for that would be a wedding. You know what I'm saying? Because they're they're wedding invitations, so that's the occasion. But they don't mean, you know, if you were to gift this T-shirt, what you know, what would be the occasion? If you, if you can understand the distinction, so some of the attributes won't always fit your item, but try to try to make it fit if you can and complete the attributes and category section because that will help you uh, be found in the search results. Etsy likes when you complete all of the boxes and and fill in all the blanks on your description page. So for your title, um, you want to make sure that you include your niched down title. So we're talking about the handmade soap. You don't want to just put the handmade soap in the title. You want to put uh, rose water scented handmade soap and maybe put a comma, all natural, vegan, eco-friendly. This way, if anyone is searching for those terms, they may find it um, because they're all in your title. But Etsy also allows you to use up to 13 tags that will include search terms that people are likely to use when they're looking for your product. So if you mention those words in your title, you have to also mention those same terms in the tags. So some of the tags would be rose water, scented, handmade, eco-friendly, vegan, soap, um, you know, and whatever search terms would be relevant to your product. This way, the title is what it is, and the tags also reflect the same search terms that are in your title, so they're consistent. Okay, that's important to do that. Now, when you're doing your title, and so this is tip number three, is that when you are completing your title, you want to use those terms, the low competition search terms that describe your product, but you don't want to stuff it with irrelevant terms to get more traffic to your shop. Because what happens is, let's say you you don't really sell bath bombs but you figure, well, a lot of people on Etsy are looking for bath bombs and maybe they'll kind of stumble upon my handmade soap shop. Well, the problem is people who are actually looking for bath bombs, if they see your shop, that may count as an impression, but they won't click on the link or they won't buy anything. And the more you do that, the more you're letting Etsy know that people aren't interested in the product once they get to my page or when they see my shop. So you want people to actually find your shop, click on the link to get to your shop, and then make a purchase. And that's what will help you in the Etsy algorithm. So you don't want to stuff it with irrelevant terms to get the wrong people to your shop because it'll just it'll look like people may have found you, but they just weren't interested. Okay, so use actual search terms that'll make people actually click and then purchase. Even if it's fewer clicks, that's fine. You just want to get the right people to your shop. Okay. So that is number three. Number four is regarding the tag. So they give you up to 13 spaces and you can use more than, I think it's 20 characters for each keyword and that can include a space. So if you wanted to say handmade soap, if it's got a, if it fits within the maximum number of categories, you can put two words in as one tag. And you want to be sure to use, definitely be sure to use all 13 tags. And depending on what you're selling, it may be a challenge to come up with 13 things. 
but just really be creative. So that if you are selling something like the handmade soap and you use uh, soap, handmade, rose water, um, scented, you could use floral. I'd put in maybe gift in case someone's looking for a gift. Um, you can say all natural, vegan, eco-friendly, um, you know, responsible, just whatever terms you think people may put in when they're looking for a soap like yours or if they're looking for a gift. Okay. And then just make sure that, of course, they reflect everything in the title. All right. Um, so we talked about uh, completing the attributes and categories. I know that they won't always apply and that's fine. And they even ask you uh, what color is your product. And if you're selling products in a lot of different colors, then you may not be able to complete that part either, but just complete it to the extent that you can. Okay. Um, the next one would be, and I think this is number six, is to try to use all 10 spaces that they allot you for photos. So they give you 10 spaces so you can include product photos. Even if you're selling a digital download, if you go into a, a website like Canva, you can create uh, thumbnails that you can put on Etsy. And if you're going to do that, whether it's in Canva or some other uh, platform, you want to make it 2000 by 2000 pixels. And that's the dimension that Etsy recommends for the thumbnails. And just create something that highlights your product in a positive light because Etsy, the, the whole platform is all about this visual thumbnails. When you're scrolling through, if you just take a look at the website, you'll see that the products that have the best thumbnails will usually have the best engagement or they have the highest sales. If you've got really bad thumbnail pictures are too dark, they're blurry, um, they look unprofessional, people aren't going to click on it because there are too many others that'll have really nice um, pictures. So you can use a cell phone. You don't have to spend a lot of money on your, you know, thumbnail design, but just make it, you know, just make it so it's clean. It's not blurry and it highlights your product in the best light. And it's hard sometimes to post 10 photos of one item, but, you know, if you can definitely fill in all the spaces, even if some of the photos are just, let's say you create in a thumbnail that just explains how to use the product. It may not be a picture of the product. It may just be text and it may you'll be formatted to look really nice and it can just explain how the product works. And you can even do another one that maybe describes the dimensions of the product. What's the size? What, what file type will you receive if, if it's a digital download? What sizes of this T-shirt do we offer? How is the fit? Is it a slim fit? Uh, is there an option to get V-neck as opposed to a scoop neck? So you don't have to use all 10 spaces just for pictures. You can also create thumbnails that give the potential buyer more information. But keep them in your shop as long as you can. If you have 10 pictures, that will encourage people to keep scrolling, 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 getting more information. If you think that they may have any hesitancy in purchasing your product, use that opportunity to convince them to buy your product. If it's vegan, if it's handmade, whatever, is, whatever it is that makes that product special, create a thumbnail that could just be text and explain you know, briefly 
you know, what makes your item so unique or so special. So when they're looking at the pictures, they'll scroll and they'll see your text and it's like, oh, okay, well, it's handmade, it's using, um, you know, all organic products, it's uh, hypoallergenic, it's scent free, it's fragrance free. All that information may be very helpful and you can put that right up front in one of the photo slots as a text image. So try your best to use all 10 spaces. Okay, number seven. So once you have all of your, you know, product title, descriptions, attributes, tags completed, and you have it up, post it on Etsy, you want to list regularly if you can. And I think I mentioned this before in a different print-on-demand episode, but if you've got 10 products that you want to sell and you're just starting a new shop, I wouldn't put all 10 items up at the same time and then just leave it for a month. Try to scatter it out so that you maybe do two today, two tomorrow, two the next day. This way Etsy sees it. it's a new shop, but it's an active shop. And you know Etsy will kind of boost you at first to get people to see your listing. So you don't want them to all be out there the same time. And then a week later, you know, now you're back, you know, to the the end of the line in terms of the search uh, results. So, you know, just kind of let the content kind of drip out, you know, one now, one later. This way, as Etsy is boosting your new listings to, you know, the front so people can see it, your listings will consistently be at the front of the search results because you're spreading out all of your new content over a period of time. So I don't believe you've got to have a thousand products in your shop for it to do well. But I do think that Etsy definitely notices um, whether or not you're active in your shop. So if you list all of it now and, you you know, unless you're getting consistent sales, that will keep you relevant and it'll keep you active. But if you're not getting a lot of sales and you're not posting anything, you know, it's almost it looks like it's dormant. Um, so try to keep it active. And if you are getting sales and you are getting people favoriting your items, that's great. Because that will definitely keep you in the search results. Okay, number eight. Um, if you're not getting any sales and you just want to be able to get your product in front of people because you think, you know, if people would just see my item, they would buy it. But I just can't get people to notice it. Um Maybe consider Etsy ads. So you can place an Etsy ad for as low as $1 a day. And you can get quite a few views for even $5. So even if you want to do it for a week, you know, $7, a dollar a day, just see what happens. And you can select whether or not you want all of your items to be uh, advertised or just a few, depending on you know how much you want to spend because for each click, they'll charge you. So you can decide whether or not you just want to focus on one product or your whole shop and then just try it for a dollar a day and then just see. Even if you don't get sales from it, which you probably will, you may get people coming to your shop and either favoriting your shop or favoriting an item. And that will help you in the search results and in the Etsy algorithm, just getting people to actually like your products. So consider Etsy ads because they're inexpensive And they do really help you um, in terms of visibility for your shop. Another thing you can try in terms of marketing, and this is number nine, 
is to offer a coupon code. So Etsy allows you to offer coupon codes for people who either favorite your shop or who have visited your shop or who have made a purchase. And, you know, you can set it up so that anyone that comes to your shop and favorites an item will receive a message in their Etsy inbox offering them a discount. And you can set the discount. You can make it a percentage. You can make it a certain dollar amount off. And you can just, you know, put some wording in there saying, hey, thank you for visiting my shop. I see that you favorited an item or you favorited my shop. You know, please feel free to come back. And if you want to make a purchase, here's a coupon for 5% off or something like that. Just to encourage them to come back and buy whatever item it is that they just favored it because they obviously liked it. So that's a good way of, you know, getting people's attention immediately because they just favorited your item. If you set it up in Etsy, they'll automatically get a message offering them the discount code. And that's that's definitely a good way to get people to come back to buy. And wow, okay, number 10. This would be to include something in your package or in a, a post-sale message asking your customers to leave you a review. Uh, asking them to follow you on social media. Um, if you're building an email list, maybe you can ask them to join the list. Etsy won't give you your seller's email addresses. So you don't have their personal information to actually contact them after the sale off of the platform. So if you're selling a physical product, why not include some type of a flyer or card in there that says, thank you for your purchase. Hey, let's be friends on social media. Here's my all my social media handles, or, Hey, thanks for your purchase. You know, consider visiting this website and joining my email list. Use that opportunity to reach your customer to thank them for the purchase and to try to stay in touch with them so that you can add them to your own email list. You know, Etsy is great. um, But there are a lot of people who have had issues with Etsy closing their shop for whatever reason. They may have violated a policy or terms of their sales agreement, whatever it is, Etsy has the power to shut down your shop. So, you know, if you're counting on Etsy to, you know, make a living or that's the only platform you're using to sell your products, it's a little scary knowing that they can just shut it down and you'll totally lose contact with all of the customers that you've gained over time. So I would encourage you to definitely, you know, from the beginning, or if you already have a shop and you haven't done this, to start now, either putting something in your packages, like I said, asking them to review your shop and to join your email list, and or maybe even both, or um, to send them something via the Etsy, you know, messages saying thank you for your sale. If you like the product, uh, you know, if you wouldn't mind leaving a, a review, it really helped my shop. I'd appreciate it, and also please follow me on social media or join my email list. So you want to make too many requests. It just depends on which, what you're doing. If you want them to follow you on social media, are you building an email list? However it is you want to keep in touch with them, use that chance to keep in touch with these customers. And um, I guess I, sh- I really should have started with this in the beginning, but in case you're not familiar with Etsy, Um, Etsy is a website that allows you to sell handmade crafts, print on demand products and digital products. It used to be 
you know, a site that was really just basically for artists and people who made handmade crafts. But over the years, it's changed, it's evolved so that now you can actually sell items that are fulfilled through a print on demand company. Or you can actually sell printables where people can pay. And then once they pay, they'll receive, you know, some type of digital file and you don't have to send them any uh, physical product at all. Etsy does not charge you uh, to use the site per month. They charge you 20 cents per listing. And there's a small fee. Um, I don't want to put the percentage just in case the, the percentage changes over time but they do charge you a small percentage on every sale that you make, but there's no monthly fee. And what else? Um, yeah. So Etsy is just a great platform. You know, if you're interested in selling anything that you would ship out, or if you're interested in print on demand, there are a bunch of print on demand companies that integrate with Etsy so that if someone goes on the Etsy platform and orders a t-shirt, you know, your print on demand company will just automatically produce that t-shirt and send it directly to your customer for you. So you don't have to deal with shipping it out. You don't have to deal with um, making the product. All you have to do is try to drive more traffic to your shop because even though Etsy does have its built-in customers and it's an active marketplace, you always want to try to attract as much of your own business as you can, drive as much traffic as you can to your Etsy shop. And, um, yeah, so it's a good platform, but like I said, you know, Etsy could close your shop and then you, you, you wouldn't have that platform. So try to keep your customers information. So at least you have a list. So if you have to start over on your own website, you can contact them and say, Hey, we've moved. Here's our new website. Okay. So hopefully these 10 tips will help you get a sale if you need more information, I've got more information on the website, PassiveIncomeGroup360.com. I would encourage you to go to the website. If you need uh, help with digital marketing, with um, ideas on the types of digital downloads you can create if you're interested in selling products like that on Etsy or on your own website. So please visit the website. Please follow the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. I'd appreciate that. And as always, feel free to reach out to me via the website. My email address is there. If you have any questions, any, uh, you know, show ideas or any topics you would like for me to cover, I'd be happy to do so. Just let me know via the website. And I hope that you're all doing well. Hope you all ha are all healthy and safe and happy and doing well. And if you're thinking about starting a business, I hope that you'll feel encouraged to do that. You can do it. And you know, until next week, peace. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please subscribe and look in the description for a link to join fellow listeners online. Until next time, peace.